0: From the Shoop Pack Studios, this is your boy Shoop back with another episode of Chuck and Shoop. Chuck got his iced coffee right there. Um, Seven Jack, o'clock man. at night. Who gives a damn how we Doesn't doing today?
1: I'm ready to rock. Um, it was a it was a good weekend. It's always a good weekend when football's on. Um, it was kind of tough. Um, but I'm here and I'm living. That's all you can ask for
0: yeah chuck was at the giants jets game for those who don't know you know we'll we'll get to that atrocity in a little yeah. bit but for now today's episode we're going to be going over a few upcoming events first one being the college football playoff initial rankings which actually drops tonight like maybe within the next half hour or so while we're recording this but we're going to make our own predictions before we even see them drop and We'll give a little insight into the NBA's new in-season tournament before we get into our NFL picks for the week. And, of course, we're going to start things off by by what, Chuck? Dubs and L's. Dubs and L's. You want me to start with your dub? or? Let's go. Let's start with the dub. Dub of the week goes to this Lions fan. So this Lions fan saw Jameer Gibbs score a long touchdown, and Jameer Gibbs wants to do a little... Ford field leap into the stands, but he can't quite make it up there. But luckily this woman who probably, I don't know. She curls a lot in her life. She doesn't look overly buff, but she looked determined to get Gibbs up to the stands. The way she just easily brings up this 200 pound athlete with pads on up into the stands and how excited she was when he finally got up into the stands. Like, that woman is gonna remember that for the rest of her life, and now she's memed everywhere. It's that was really cool. Uh, of course, Jameer Gibbs' breakout game was very nice to see, and he finally showed off that talent that we've all been waiting for. But little did we know that it was gonna be that woman that would steal the show at the end of the day. I absolutely love it. I'm I'm happy for
1: Lions fans. Um, I'm happy for Jameer Gibbs fantasy owners, especially before the Lions. We waited.
0: Game. Yeah, we waited like, a long time
1: Un Unreal how how long it takes for, for him to get them, to, for the Lions to get him going. And finally comes out with a game with 150-plus yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. So I'm super excited for the Lions moving forward with him. Um, they still look explosive. Maybe they should have, instead of like three those three field goals in the first half, they should have blown out the Raiders by 40. Me, who took the Raiders last night, I'm still hung over from that. I can't believe I did that again. So I'm happy for that fan, and I'm happy for Lions fans all across the nation.
0: For sure, for sure. And you could honestly argue the Raiders should have made it closer if they had a competent quarterback, but they don't. Nope. And it's just kind of been a theme of disgusting football this season. A lot of it has been going around. Do you want Dude. to talk about some disgusting football in particular for your L this week? Dude. A fan base that I'm not happy for is the New
1: York Giants fan base like me and you. I was at the game yesterday, not on Sunday. Yes, I was there in the pouring rain. Um, And even though it was raining, and I'm the most optimistic Giants fan, I just had a feeling that they were going to win. But what I didn't have a feeling is how poorly they were going to play in the last 24 seconds of the goddamn game and things i didn't know was how graham gano had a fucking knee injury or i didn't know that we had only two quarterbacks rostered in the active roster going into the game so i'm going to come come out here and say that Dayball's on the hot seat um it's a huge l this week he's been out coached in almost every game at every possible um aspect of the game whether it's special teams defense or offense um he's lost his balls I don't know what happened at the end of that game, but you got to get that first down, especially if you have a kicker that has a lingering knee injury that can't make a 47-yard field goal. If especially if you're in the NFL, that what you're expected to make is a 47-yard field goal. Um, I can't believe what the defense was doing in those last 24 seconds, um, and then there's these bullshit penalties that are going on. Not only like penalties that happen to the Giants, penalties that happen to the Jets that. They're, these refs aren't letting these guys play these games, especially in a weathered, ridden game that's affecting both sides. And they're just trading punts for punts for punts. It's really, uh, it was really upsetting after that game. Like, I can't tell you, like, walking out of that stadium and all those Jets fans running around like they won the fucking Super Bowl. Like, they won the fucking Super Bowl, man. And I'm sick of that fucking. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Because if you're a Jets fan, you shouldn't like this game either. You should say, wow, we really fucking suck. We need Aaron Rodgers and his one Achilles. So, Jets fans, don't be fucking excited about this. And you can say that we you won the game in the end, but the Giants literally put it on a platter, a whole entree, a whole full course meal, meal and handed it to you at the end of the game. So... Moving forward, um, Jets fans and the Jets organization are on my public enemy one list. Um, I just can't stand the way they went about that game at the end. Uh, I can't stand the way that the Giants went went away uh, with that game at the end. It's really upsetting, and something has to change. Um, I don't know whether it's coaching, offensive coordinator, special teams coach, Something has to change, and it's embarrassing to watch that offense. It's fucking embarrassing, and that's all I have to say.
0: I really have not much more to add. Very well said. And Dable should be on the hot seat because part of what made him a good coach last year was the fact that he was making decisions You know, to go and win the game. Now he's starting to play it safe all of a sudden. it, it was It was tough to watch, and obviously we understand that this quarterback is very inexperienced and him throwing this the ball against this secondary might not have turned out great but what choice did we have i mean it i'm i'm ready to move on from it and go on to next week cuz i'm still in disbelief it was, it was I bad i feel good letting that out
1: and one thing i also wanted to add how the fuck are you in the nfl the national football league shoot when I say there is not one pass thrown by the Giants over nine yards not like a completion that went for nine yards a pass in the air over nine yards there was not one there's not one pass it's embarrassing let's move on hopefully good things come out of the, those things that are bad I'm all right we're okay
0: hey we are we're, we're we'll be just fine uh but you know Disgusting football aside, let's talk about some good football. So we got these college football playoff rankings that are going to be dropping any minute now. Before it drops, let's get our predictions in. Yes, sir. I want to get your one through six, not what you think the committee will do, but what you think the ranking should be. What I think the ranking should be. Now, looking at this, um,
1: I feel like a lot of people – We'll think that, like, Michigan and Ohio State should be one and two, but I'm going to put Georgia at one. I still think they deserve to be one, the way that they played, the way that they absolutely smacked Florida. And even though that's not a good Florida team, it's, it's hard to go on the road and then absolutely dominate teams, and that's what they do every week. So I'm going off of their consistency. Yes, they only beat South Carolina, who's a dog shit team, by 10 points. And yes, they let Auburn hang around. But what they come out what they came out and do this past weekend without Brock Bowers, I think they proved to everybody in the nation that nobody can really fuck with them and that they can do whatever they want. Two, even though all this scandal BS is going on, and yes, like knowing other people's plays and personnel, what they're gonna run affects the game to a tremendous extent. I still think that it doesn't matter. If you know the play or not, you just got You have to be able to execute and stop it. And if the other team knows what play you're going to run, you still have to execute it to a better ability.
0: Like the touch push. What I think. What'd you say? Like the touch push.
1: Ex- exactly like push. Exactly. Like the touch push. Exactly. Like the touch push. And I just think Michigan just does it better. They go on the road, whether it's home or on the road. I, I can't tell you how many times I bet against them on, on teams that are like plus 38 and a half point underdogs. And they've just blown those teams out. So I think that's impressive as a whole, covering all those spreads and absolutely demolishing teams. Yes, maybe it attributes to their play calling, but let's be honest, the Big Ten um, is not, I'm not going to say the worst, one of the worst conferences, but their schedule so far, the teams that they've played, they've manhandled those teams. And it doesn't matter if you if they know your plays or not. You know that Michigan's better than you. So that's my number two. Number three is Ohio State. They beat Notre Dame. They just beat um, Wisconsin in Wisconsin during a primetime game, even though Kyle McCord doesn't really look like he's 100% the guy, in my opinion. I still think they have one of the most talented offenses and defenses in the country, and I think they can compete with any team. And we saw it when they went to South Bend, which is also a hard place to play, in my opinion. Four, Florida State, 8-0 also. So, all four of these teams I mentioned, they're all eight now. Florida State's taking care of business. They took care of a Duke team that has a really good defense. And even though that the Duke quarterback got got hurt in the end of that game, their offense still found a way to put up points in the end of the game and just put that game away. Um, Number five, I got Bama. I think after that loss to Texas and then they made that quarterback change, it really – I think it really showed how adverse this team is when it comes to adversity, how they handle it. And I think giving Jalen Milroe the the key to the car is the best thing that Saban did. Jay, I think Milrow is one of like the most underrated quarterbacks in college football. Apparently, he's the fastest guy on the team. And I think this weekend, if Alabama shows out and beats LSU by a good amount of points, eight or more, then you could see Alabama as a top three team, in my opinion, even though some of these other teams don't have a loss yet. And then at number six, it's one of the best teams in the Pac-12. Notice I I left out all Big 12 teams after that Oklahoma debacle and then Texas losing to Oklahoma. I don't think any of those those two teams should be in my top six. But Washington taking care of Oregon, and then even though they almost lost to – I think it was Arizona or Arizona State. I think it was Arizona State, one of those Arizonas. I still think that Michael Penix Jr. is in the running for the Heisman, and what he needs to do is show out Caleb Williams this weekend when they go to USC to play them, Um, I think, at night. I think it's like an 8 o'clock game. So I'm looking to Washington to be that sixth spot,
0: and those are my six. Cool. Uh, let me run down my six real quick. And they're different from yours, so definitely tune in for this. Yes. Uh, at number, number one, I was back and forth on this one. But at the end of the day, the difference between this one and two team will be decided. So and you can probably guess by now. So I got mm-hmm. Michigan at number one. I have Ohio State at number two. The difference I have in the ranking of these teams, I think Ohio State makes it closer than it than it is because ohio state has two very quality top 25 wins on their resume michigan is zero however it's not michigan's fault that they've not played anyone yet and they ran through every team they have played completely dominated not even close in any stretch of the imagination that's what you're supposed to right that's what the committee wants yeah you blow out the bad teams and michigan's doing that they deserve to be rewarded for it, and they're coming off a season in which they were in the playoffs last year, so the continuity's there. They're proven in that regard. Michigan's number one right now, but Ohio State is not too far behind at number two. I do feel like even though Ohio State has those two top 25 wins, they haven't played their best football all the time all season. I agree. even in, Even in those wins you know Notre Dame had a comeback last second and Penn State they struggle to move the ball at times Kyle McCord hasn't has been pretty average so far he's missed some big throws but he knows how to hook up with Marvin Harrison Jr who by the way is currently my Heisman favorite I mean the things he does is incredible it's going to we're going to miss him when he's gone from college football but we'll love him in the NFL yes all right now Number three, I have Washington all the way at number three. I, you really have to credit how good that win was against that Oregon team because of the strength of the Pac-12 this season. They've had as many as eight teams inside the top 25 at one point this year. Now they have six teams, lot, lots of good talent across the board in the Pac-12, and Washington has the best win among all of them, and they're the only undefeated team. So, if you're gonna award points based on beating good opponents and playing good schedules, you gotta put Washington in your top four. Uh, I have Florida State at number four. Florida State has some quality wins. Obviously, the Clemson win doesn't look as good right now, but they still have they still beat their other ACC foes, and the, the talent on the offensive side of the ball is really good. And I get the feeling this team can at least compete with these elite Big Ten defenses. At number five, I have Georgia. Do I think Georgia will be outside the top four in the rankings? I don't think so. The committee's got a hard-on for the SEC. We've yeah. known that for years.
1: Yeah,
0: But georgia hasn't had anyone on their schedule their best the best team they've had on their schedule is florida who's not great this year same with kentucky they're a three loss team they're going to play at missouri this coming week, and that'll be their biggest test but unlike michigan georgia hasn't put away those opponents those inferior opponents in fact there's been a couple of games where they've struggled deep into the fourth quarter when they shouldn't have you could say you know Rock Bowers was out. He's an important player. We should factor that in, but like lots of teams in the top 5 or 10 have, have had players that I've been missing. And I just don't think it's been I think George has been kind of lazy this season, you know? I think they they have a cakewalk schedule and they're just kind of walking through it like or we'll just guarantee the ticket to the championship again. I think the committee should punish him for that. They it should punish him for the fact that they haven't shown up in those games. But regardless, it does seem like Georgia wins the SEC and will have a track record into the the title game. And then at number six, I have Oregon. Oregon, like I said, I think the Pac-12 is very strong this year. I think the Pac-12 should be rewarded for having a lot of good teams. And, And, of course, Oregon lost that game to Washington, who's undefeated. That's their only loss. And they have strong wins against USC and Utah. And, of course, Colorado, who was ranked at the time. They were the first to pretty much obliterate them, put them off the map. You got to credit for them for that as well. So True. until they prove otherwise, you know, strong defense for Oregon, Bo Nix, Heisman contender, you got to put them in that top six. And then right outside of that, I have the two Big 12 teams. I have Oklahoma over Texas based on that win. And then I have Texas yeah. over Alabama based on that win. And I still think that. Like Georgia, Alabama has struggled in some e- against some easier opponents that should downgrade them, but I don't deny their talent. Now, if Alabama wins this weekend, do you put them in as your top six? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think necessarily that they hop over a bunch of other teams just because they beat LSU. Well, first of all, Florida State beat LSU. so let's not forget about that. True. That's true. Uh, It's That's about true. the entire body of record. And Alabama will have some more chances to prove themselves. But let's see. Can they even beat LSU by the amount that you said? Like, you know, quarterback play has still been very inconsistent. So yeah. we'll see if they can put it together. I'm excited for
1: that game this weekend. We got a lot of good games this weekend, too. So I'm excited for college football.
0: Yep. And they're going to get more and more meaningful. Uh, before, before we... Uh, cap this off. Uh, Do you have any picks for college football this weekend?
1: So this weekend I looked at the slate. It's a great slate. I absolutely love uh, Notre Dame goes to Clemson at 12 o'clock. I got ND minus three. We also have Kansas state. It's going to Texas. I really like Kansas state to cover here against Texas. I think Texas is due again for one of those games at home where I think the the noise just gets too big. Like they're looking ahead at this game. They're trying to go to the big 12 championship and Kansas state is very well still trying to do the same thing. So I think Kansas state covers plus four and a half at Texas. Um, Again, I like Alabama to win this weekend against LSU um, at home, especially. So I got Alabama minus three against LSU. And then, you know, you know, I mean, if it, it feels like the, the hype train for Deion Sanders and company has gone away. People are are getting away from that story now. The proof is in the pudding because of their record. But I still love this team to go out and play good football. I still love the players on the team too. Um Colorado is playing Oregon State at home. Oregon State also a team that's trying to get to the Pac Twelve Championship. They're trying to make a a last-second run here, but I really like Colorado to play them very well. Shador wants to put up numbers to go to the NFL, so I also love, last pick, Colorado plus 13 and a half at home versus Oregon State. And those are my four. And on the season for college picks, I'm
0: 16 and 12. Respectable. Uh, I like those picks. I think this weekend in college football, we have a lot of potential for upsets across the board a lot of unexpected ones you know i look at oklahoma state at home against oklahoma as a potential upset also in the big 12 iowa state against kansas uh mm-hmm. usc at home against washington washington's got to be careful in that game you know not to you know take caleb williams too lightly even though that defense is atrocious um, oh, you mentioned notre dame against clemson Notre Dame just lost their top target, Mitchell Evans, for the year of a torn ACL. How yeah. will they respond? Uh, I still think they win, but they're on upset alert as well. Definitely. And a sneaky upset pick, I think Maryland is going to give it their all against Penn State at home. I think that's going to be kind of like their Super Bowl. So I like them to at least cover that 10 point spread. I like that. I like that pick a lot. I actually might do that with the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Shout right. out. Okay. Uh, So now we're going to go into this new NBA in-season tournament. And I'm going to break it down real quick because I didn't understand it too much at first, too. Basically, how it goes is so for the entire month of November, starting this coming Friday, every Friday and Tuesday, there's going to be games, regular season games that count as playing games. The 15 teams in the East are divided into three different groups as in the West, and then they play each other once each. So five teams in a group, they that one team plays the other four teams once. Then the best record after that, each winner will move on, plus the top wild card among each East and West conference. And then they'll play in a knockout tournament going from eight to four to two to one with the two semifinal games being played in Vegas. So there's a lot of factors to consider this with this tournament. Because we've never seen it before, how yeah. serious are the players going to take it? Even though it does count as regular season, will they uh, go all out for it? Uh, you know, I hope so. Uh, so. So let me let me kind of go into my predictions because you know I could just kind of have gone with the best teams for all these for all these groups. But I wanted to go in a different direction. I want to go with the teams that I think are good enough to win, but also will care enough to win the most. So starting with the West. In Group A, I have the Grizzlies coming out. Now, they're in the same boat, or not boat, the group, with the Suns and yeah. Lakers. I have the Suns making it as a wild card team. Um, I don't think LeBron and company are going to care that much about this in-season tournament because they're an older team and they're probably going to want to rest up for later in the season. Uh, I think the Grizzlies are a young, scrappy team looking to prove themselves, and they're the ones that will be like, well, let's let's get ourselves a trophy. Let's beat these two top-tier teams. Um, and then in Group B, the Pelicans have looked pretty good so far this season when Ingram and Zion are playing together, and they're never one of these scrappy teams that I think will mm-hmm. put more effort in than a team like, the Nuggets, who more focused on winning a championship again, and the Mavs, who, like, same same exact aspirations. So give me the Pelicans in that group, and then in Group C, give me the Timberwolves, another team that has a lot of talent and is looking to win something. And you could kind of put the Thunder in that same category. I think the Thunder are a good candidate to win as well. I think the Warriors are an older team that aren't going to care as much about the tournament so those are my three and then quickly i'll go over the east uh the east is a little bit different because the east talent wise at the top is a lot stronger yeah so i think a lot of these teams that the best teams in these groups will come out so i think the Cavs come out in group a in group b i think the bucks who are trying to gel will use this time to help to get better as a team. I don't think they're going to be taking rest days, so I like the Bucks to come out and the Knicks to make it as a wildcard team. And I think the Celtics are by far the best team in that group C. So let me hear your predictions, Chuck.
1: I like that too. Um, I like how you said about the um, the LeBron the Lebron's teams. The you know the the older like the Suns team, like who just have older guys like that. They're just waiting for the regular season. I like that. I'm hoping all these. Games are competitive. Like, I mean, there's a cash prize incentive. Yeah, I guess you're in-season tournament champion, but you got to play for the money. Like, make some extra money on the side. That can't be any better. So I'm going to start with the East. Group A winner, I think I'm going to have to agree with you with the Cavs. I think they have a lot to prove this season, especially what happened after last season in the playoffs. And I think they want to start out of the gate fast and get a lot of wins. So in the East, Group A. I'm with you with the Cavs, East Group B. I'm actually gonna take the Knicks. I think the Knicks are very are are they got you know Divincenzo. Um, They're playing pretty well as of right now. They just I don't think their bench players are are clicking that good, and their rotation's kind of off. I think, but I think the Knicks can definitely be a sleeper team that can win the East Group B. Um, the Group C. Uh, I really – I'm going to have to go with the um, the Celtics here. They're just so good all across the board. Um, I don't see another team – this might be the worst group that I'm looking at right now, East Group C. Because yeah. I don't think the Nets, Bulls, Magic, Raptors – I don't think any of those guys are going to make a jump. Unless the only team – and you know we're both Nets fans. But I think Cam Thomas is the fucking man. And I think the sky's the limit for that guy, so – and East Group C, if the, if the Nets do come out as a wild card, I wouldn't be mad. I think that could happen. And then in the West, Group A. the Group A, it looks really good. It has those two older teams, like you said, the Suns and the Lakers. Um, Grizzlies could be a sneaky team that come out of there, but I'm actually going to go with the Lakers coming out of there, out of the West Group A winner, because I think – they have so much depth on that team. Um, Prince is having a great start. Um, they're getting Gabe Vincent more involved. Cameron Wood is getting involved more. They're just moving a lot of guys around right now. I don't know what the hell Darvin Ham is doing, um, not playing LeBron at certain situations, but I think they're in it for the long run. But I think that team is so deep that they can win that group and make a long run. Um I also like the jazz who's a, who are a very young team to come out of there as a wild card. So, and I like the odds right now that I'm looking at plus a thousand maybe to win it because like they've, they've kind of come out really hot, especially at home. Um, West group B I'm going to go with the maps too. Luca's playing out of his goddamn mind. The guy is dropping 35. Like it's fucking nothing. Um, I don't see anybody else. Maybe the Nuggets. Probably the Nuggets would win this group, but if I were to bet on this group B winner, I'd put on Dallas at plus 360 because there's more value there. Yes, the Nuggets probably win that, but give me the Mavs and group, West group B winner. West group C, it's kind of like you look at it, it's the Warriors. I do like your pick with the Timberwolves, but a lot of the – Odds are, are pretty much even right here, but if I were to pick one, I like the Oklahoma City Thunder and what they're doing, again, like I said in the last podcast about the young team coming out firing. Head coach is doing pretty well. Um, uh, SGA just looks – he looks amazing. Um, and also I like – I love Chet Holmgren, so I'm looking for that young team to come out firing. And I think – If you had to pick a winner for the whole thing, I might have to go with the Celtics because Mm -hmm. that team just looks really unstoppable. They're uh, they're starting five all all
0: all-stars. So I think the Celtics win the entire thing. I got the Celtics too, and they were also my NBA champion pick. Um, The Celtics seem like a team to me that the way they're coached uh, I think Joe Mazzulla is the kind of guy that will tell his players to take things seriously. And they've got young guys that don't need rest days. Like they're key guys don't really need rest days. So they're, they'll be incentivized to play. They'll roll through their initial group. They'll probably roll through the rest of the East, which just got weaker today via the James Harden trade. Yeah. And the Celtics will will run through things. and the, But, you know, will it matter that much? we'll see but I'm kind of excited uh, they have the new courts that we just saw some of sure. them are eyesores. some of them are really cool yeah uh, but it'll be different so I'm just gonna kind of sit back and see and see how it goes I'm I'm
1: excited I mean whatever it takes to get guys from just skipping random games so I'm good with this
0: yep uh, I like it okay now final segment of the show our NFL pick him Chuck is raw dogging me so far this season uh I'm very emphatic on that but yeah he uh he's he's up four games in the standings against me uh even though I was able to get my Jets pick right um wasn't able to get this the Steelers pick right so we're back where we were the previous week um so let's let's get into some really good games on this NFL slate this coming weekend. We'll start in the the early morning Sunday game. Chiefs versus Dolphins at 930 in Germany. Oh boy, this should be a fun one. We're at least expecting a ton of points. The Chiefs are coming off a very disappointing showing. So you know you're about to bring it. Um, and you know that Mike McDaniel's got some crazy stuff drawn up to try to make his mark against Andy Reid, the most creative coach in the league. So Chuck, who you got in this one?
1: So we're going to... Um... We're going to Deutschland for nine a nine a m nine thirty a m start. Um, I, Chiefs are the home team, even though it, you know it's in Germany. Um, I mean, you know, you know who I'm gonna pick. It's the Chiefs. Um, I like Andy Reid coming off of a loss. He usually responds really well, getting his guys ready for the game. That last game, even though I was at the Giants game and I couldn't, I didn't watch the beginning of it. And I saw the highlights. Their wide receivers are just not catching the ball. And all you have to do is catch the ball. And the Chiefs are, like, getting away from the run. When they start to play from behind, the Chiefs get away from the run. They don't try to establish it on first down. They don't They don't really establish it on second and medium. I think in this game, they can run the ball efficiently and control the clock, whereas they could do the same thing that the Broncos did to them, keep the Dolphins' offense off the field, while also just dinking and dunking to Kelsey. Kelsey will come back and have another good game. Mahomes, I'm hoping he's okay health-wise. I knew he was sick, but when you play a football game, just like with fucking Graham Gano and his dumbass knee, when you play a football game and you're sick, don't be, don't be blaming it as you're sick. And that's what he didn't do. Mahomes came to the podium and he said, we just didn't execute the Broncos. It was a short week. We played them two weeks ago. Of course, the Broncos are going to be ready on their home turf to play one of the best teams in the AFC. It was, I like to call this game the Colts game of last year when the Chiefs just lost to the Colts, 17-13, to 13, like in Indianapolis, even though they were the better team 10 times over. Um, I like the Chiefs to be more prepared in this situation. Um, I, do, I would like to look up – which team got there uh, earlier or if they got there at the same time, because it's usually if you go to London and if you have more time for preparation and more time to get used to the schedule, you'll be most likely ready for the game. Um, Whether that's a factor or not, if you, how you pick the game, I'm still going to go with the chiefs. Um, I love big red, ride or die. He'll get the guys going this week. And that defense is scary and they'll get the stops and they'll figure out how to bottle up their old friend Tyreek.
0: Give me the chiefs as well. Coming off a loss. It's uh, Andy Reid has a absolutely superb record in his career. Coming off a loss, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I know he's 10, seven after a loss. So pretty good, but on neutral field, uh, I think the concern of the chiefs, you know, is the the chiefs wide receivers haven't been stepping up this year but they'll have more ample opportunity to get open against the Dolphins secretary. That hasn't, that hasn't been great. And Jalen Ramsey is still working his way back from knee injury. And the Dolphins haven't played a ton of really good teams. They haven't played a lot of good defenses. And when they came up against the Eagles, uh, they still put up points, but the Eagles defense isn't as good this year. The chief's defense will probably be the best defense they played this year. Yeah. And I think we'll, we might, we might see some struggles. Um, And who knows, Tua might still have some head issues. He might have some jet lag in his brain. So with those factors being considered, I'll go for the Chiefs. We'll see. Shoop, quick question. What's your opinion on these 9 a.m. games? you like waking up and watching them?
1: I I enjoy them. I actually really love them.
0: I think it's fantastic because you ever wake up on a Sunday morning and you're just like, man, three hours until football? What am I supposed to do? Yeah, and you're like hungover. Yeah. I remember last year's game in Germany. I think it was the Seahawks and the Bucks. That was a good game. It man. was it was a really good game at like on its own, but the German crowd was amazing. And That's now great. they're gonna see the two best offenses in the NFL. <laughs> arguably two of the best. Can't
1: uh, get anywhere, it's gonna right? be
0: fun. It's gonna be yeah. a lot of fun. I'm very excited for it. I'm oh, amped. Okay. Let's go next. We're going to go Cowboys, Eagles, huge rivalry. Last year when these teams met for the first time, the Eagles were came in undefeated and absolutely throttled the Cowboys, embarrassed them, took control of that defense the rest of the way. I mean, that division the rest of the way. Yeah. So now we're going to this year, and stakes are just as high. Cowboys come in rolling. Eagles come in not, not rolling quite as much. They're They're still winning, but they're not winning dominantly. But what happens in this game chuck so i mean you know how it is like
1: with division rivals like i'm not a fan of both of these teams i i would right i would like if i had to pick a team i do want to i would go with the eagles like if i was putting a lot of money on a game you got to go with the eagles at home uh the tush push is just even though i i hate that play i don't want to ban the play. I just want it to be regulated where maybe you just have one guy pushing from the quarterback's back. And even though that, even though that people are right, or like, even though that um, they're dumb head coaches, right. Um, that they just run it better than most teams. He's hundred percent, right? hundred percent, right. That play is theirs. That's what makes their team. That's the only play they can run on fourth and short. Um, but I think this Cowboys team is due for a big win. I think they're due for a big win. Jack Prescott, even though everybody talks shit about him, he just came off of a four-touchdown passing game against the Rams uh, defense that's not, like, the best in the league, but they do have Aaron Donald rushing the passer, most likely um, always getting to the quarterback. So they did a good job of that, bottling him up. They're, they have um, a pretty decent secondary, the Rams, and the Cowboys are finally clicking and getting guys the balls in, the ball in space. So, I'm expected to see that this game this weekend, even though we got an Eagles defense that just got Kevin Byard on the field, you know, but what did we see last week? Sam Howell looked like fucking Dan Marino out there and just threw all over that defense. So, I'm expecting the Cowboys to come out, throw all over that defense. Their O-line does the job up front. Yes, the game is one of the trenches. Yes, the Eagles do have the better D-line, but... I think the Cowboys, if they can control the football and get off and – and if the Cowboys' defense can get to the quarterback and get off the ball on fucking third and five and keep them to third and fives and third and fours so they can't run the tush-push, the Cowboys win that game on the road. Give me the Cowboys. I, and also, Hertz has a knee injury, so that is 100% a factor. Even though Hurts didn't look like the knee was bothering him, he threw for four touchdown passes, he cannot run. And what do the Cowboys do best? They put Michael Parsons on the edge, get after the quarterback. If he can't run, it's a sack. So, give me the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I'm not so worried about the knee injury. I think Jalen Hurts is a tough guy, and he'll play through it. But I do believe that the wrong team is favored in this game. I don't think the Eagles, despite their 7-1 record, it does seem curious why... They're only a three-point favorite, right, against the Cowboys?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shouldn't
0: they, they be bigger? I like the Cowboys here as well. I've criticized Dak Prescott in the past for you know, not playing well when things aren't right around him. But right now, things are going well. His offensive line is blocking at a high level. His receivers are getting open. And that defense is just not only are they making plays, they're, they're scoring points. They're greatly aiding Dak Prescott's ability to stay in control of games this eagles team is unlike last year their record is pretty deceiving they're like 22 in net. they're 22nd in net defense this year yeah sam Howell looked really good against them last week and although the offense can put up points it's not going to be as easy against this cowboys ferocious pass rush and to top it off about 75% of the money is coming in on the eagles so the public loves the eagles so, this has got trap game written all over it for Philadelphia. Yeah. I think Dallas wins. and I think uh, their their woes against Philly are still fresh in their head. So, um, I'm going to go with Dallas. I liked it. I like it 100%. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Sunday night game. Bengals against Bills. This one's exciting because it's a playoff rematch. And it's a mashup of two of the best young quarterbacks in the nfl uh i'm sure nbc had their mouths watering when they got this one as a sunday night game especially a week after having the air tyson bajin against the chargers Ooh, yeah. that was not watchable um but who wins this afc showdown i i was like
1: torn back and forth um but i think i have to go with the home team and the hot hand on this one Bengals are playing really well. Their team's finally coming along. They're protecting Joe Burrow. Their defense is making insane um, interceptions, just like last week uh, um, Pratt did on um, Purdy, that one-handed tip back-to-himself interception. Um, I think the Bengals uh, are just really – their team is ready to go on a run. And I said this uh, in the beginning of this year, like, yes, they – they're 1-3 or whatever they were. But it's the same thing that happened last year, and it's the same thing that happened, I'm pretty sure, the year before that. They start to go off at this time of year. They click on all cylinders. Joe Burrow, check down Merchant, doesn't throw any interceptions, doesn't turn the ball over. If he gets sacked, ball's not on the carpet. They just punt it and go back to work with their defense. Um, Hubbard and Henderson, again after the ball, um, and I really think the team is coming along well, and the Bills, they just don't put away good teams as of late. I mean, put away bad teams. They're they're like the Giants. They should have – like the Giants' defense came alive that game two weeks ago, but the Bills, they just could not put away that team, and they almost lost. If the Giants kicked that field goal at the end of the half, the Bills could be sitting here at um, three and four or what have you, four and three, whatever their record is so i like the Bengals at home look for joe burrow to throw for like 300 yards but no touchdown passes because he's just gonna read the defense and check it down bill's secondaries hurt i like the Bengals by three
0: i hate to do this because i have to catch up to you but i want to make the right picks so i'm gonna go three for three in tailing your picks i think the Bengals are the right side here don't let the boys get hot. They're coming in at the right time. Joe Burrow is finally getting healthy. He's had his bye week now, so he's had extra time to heal that calf. And uh, You saw a, f- a few plays against the 49ers where he made some long runs. He didn't look hurt at all. No. He looks like he's back to his old self. The Bills are not the same team that they were at the start of the year with the injuries that they've sustained on defense. It's unfortunate for them, but the Bengals are coming in hot at the – Right time, and I think this game. I think every game for the Bengals right now is, is extremely important for them, uh, because of the catch up they have to play. at you know, the Bills will have revenge on their mind, but you can have revenge on your mind, but what are you going to be able to do about it? We'll, we'll see. I still think it's going to be a very exciting, um, 27 24 kind of game, I like that, but I can't. I can't not ride the Bengals' hot momentum. So give me Cincinnati, and let's go with a lock and upset. And I will start with my lock. Yes. Which is the Vikings to cover the five-point spread against the Atlanta Falcons. I love that pick. I'm doing that as well. It's such an overreaction to an injury, which, to be fair, it's a massive injury. It's their yes. franchise quarterback. But I love – picking teams with good teams with their backup quarterbacks starting and especially fresh off of that injury happening this going to come out fired up to prove themselves you know do it for kirk and obviously jaron hall we don't know what we're going to see from him we don't know if josh jobs who was just acquired today will be starting immediately i think it'll be hall but that defense is starting to come together as of late but more importantly, the Falcons have QB questions of their own. And there's how do you justify having them as a five-point favorite? I, I don't understand it. That's really where this pick comes from. They also lost a key piece in Grady Jarrett on that defensive line for this season. Uh, the Falcons, there's a lot of questions surrounding that team. I, I can't back them to cover a couple of key numbers in this spread. I love the Vikings.
1: I I love the Vikings, too.
0: And you got an upset? My upset this week. Uh, there's a lot of teams they could potentially pick. Uh, but I like the the Jets actually on Monday night football against the Chargers to improve the five and three. And if you look at the rosters for these two teams, outside of quarterback and left tackle, where where are the chargers that much better? You could say pass rush, right? But that's you know, based on name alone, not the performance this season. The Jets pass rushes among the best in the league this year. And you look across the secondary, Chargers got talent in the secondary. Jets have better talent. Jets have, uh, you know, Chargers got top receiver in King Allen. Jets have Garrett Wilson. It's pretty even across the board. And then you take into account that the Chargers, they're are coming on the road as a, a three-point favorite when their defense hasn't played all that well this year, and they're just not very well coached. Um I think the Jets are putting their all into every game on defense because they know that they have to. And I think the Jets will probably want to shake off that miserable performance they had last yeah. week. So give me the Jets for Monday Night Football Upset. I, I'm not, yeah, i not – Yeah, I do like – I would be surprised
1: if the Jets won. But we'll get we're gonna go back to that game because that's one of my picks. So my locks right now. I got I love the slate. I got another five. Last week I went um, two, three, and one because the fucking Giants couldn't fucking win the game in the end. Um, I want to go back to your pick about the Vikings at Falcons. I love the Vikings plus four and a half. Um, I I think. Dobbs, if they play either quarterback, I was just thinking maybe they're going to start Dobbs because he's just a little bit more athletic. And I don't think he's been playing that bad. And they have an elite receiving core that he can throw to. And it's not like the Cardinals receiving core where they have just like two guys. Um, And I like like the Vikings defense. And I just can't trust uh, Desmond Ritter as a Falcons quarterback. I really don't think that guy's a good quarterback whatsoever. Um And it's not like, um, Dobbs isn't like one of, I think Dobbs is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. He's not like Tyrod Taylor where Tyrod Taylor just looks at the first read and then hunches and then just runs for like three yards. (laughs) So I like Dobbs all day if he's starting and give me Vikings plus four and a half. I also love the Rams plus three at the Packers Rams coming off a really tough loss. Um, I'm pretty sure what's his name is also – this is Stafford's injured, right? I think he hurt his thumb.
0: Yeah, Stafford looked like he. Won't, he's not going to play this week.
1: Yes, but Packers are due for a win at home, but I like the plus three as a push potential because I don't think Jordan Love's that good.
0: And good um, team with the backup quarterback too. Same. Yeah, with the Rams,
1: right? Yeah. Yes. So I like that as well, The the backup quarterback covering the spread. I love that idea also. Um, so Rams plus three, third pick, Seahawks plus five and a half at Ravens. Seahawks coming off a huge win against the best defense in the league, and they truly showed grit at the end of that game, getting the touchdown to win it. So I like the Seahawks defense to show up here against Lamar Jackson to create turnovers and to show that the Ravens are back down to earth and that the Seahawks – are the new bad boys in town after if they win this game this weekend? And then the two more picks, even though even though they suck Giants plus two and a half at Raiders. Like that pick. Like the Raiders, Raiders, Raiders the, look, the Raiders look terrible too. It's gonna be another shitty game. If the Raiders win, I'm not gonna be surprised, but the Giants just have to cover the two points. So if they if the Giants say they're up one and they lose by field goal in the end, and then they lose by two, it hits. So give me the Giants plus two at the Raiders. Danny Dimes will be back, um, and hopefully they could fucking finally throw the ball for the first time over nine yards. Um, and then my last pick, uh, just out of anger and because I hate JETS, um, I am picking the Chargers minus three. Um, even though the jets are at home i don't think wilson does well under the bright lights and i think the chargers defense finally shows up against a really weak offensive line so give me the jet i mean the chargers minus 3 push potential mm-hmm. and then upset this thursday night who do we just see this weekend fucking tear it up uh levis for like four touchdown passes. One of them, I will say, DeAndre Hopkins armbarred the corner, and it was no call. But good. No more flags. Fuck the flags. Let's let them play. We love so it. Give me, give me uh Levis. Again, at. I know it sounds crazy. Levis at the Steelers Thursday night. Give me the Titans. Money line. Upset. Boom.
0: Bold pick. I, I think Mike Tomlin game plans very well against an inexperienced quarterback. But We've seen crazier things happen before, but yeah, yeah, overall, we got a big slate of games coming up. Um, Before we drop, before we drop the show, we did have the rankings come out for college football and it was Ohio state at number one, Georgia at number two, Michigan three, Florida state four, Washington five, Oregon six, and then you got Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma. So Committee not k- giving a crap about head-to-head wins, except for Washington, Oregon. But apparently they value Ohio State's key wins over Ch- Michigan's blowout victories. And I'm really surprised about Georgia being over Michigan, considering I-, I really thought that equal resumes, Michigan looked better. But hell, yeah, Buckeyes number one. Let's go. Okay, go Bucks, go. And no, no Bama.
1: They're not sucking off the SEC, I guess. Thank God. Thank God. We <laughs> like
0: that. We like that. We, we love you, Kirk. We'll, we'll miss we you, love you. Yeah, get better. Please, Kirk. Um, anyway, thank you guys for watching once again for another kick-ass episode of Chuck and Shoop. We are rolling throughout this entire sports season. Shout out if you saw Sports Equinox last night. It was a great yeah. time to watch some sports. Um, if you would like a, a necklace just like this one, go to the link in the description for Richie London. You can get a discount necklace using my code SHOOP. And follow us on Spotify, SHOOP Sports Broadcast Network. Subscribe to us on YouTube, SHOOP Sports. And Chuck, I guess you got to get your own channel or something so I can shout uh, you out. Too. We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But until then, until then, I'm SHOOP. I'm Chuck. And we will see you next time. Peace.